I apologize to everybody who has to listen to my just sack of gravel voice that is going to be this way. And probably it's going to get worse as the episode progresses. Yeah, we think that by the time she's done with her segment that she's just going to sound like every old woman in bingo hall. Yeah, that's exactly right. (laughs) Who's been smoking since they were eight. On that note, how was your week? It was good. It's actually been really hard to work without a voice. Mm. Because this is like hearable, you know. But the past two days, I've been barely a whisper and it's so frustrating it is so especially as a loud individual and uh we did get to meet a fair few of you guys yeah at the pagan pop-up yeah that was when it was starting yes that's the day that's the day it started it's been here a week macy was so pissed off yeah because i was like oh hi it's nice to meet you it was gross (laughs) it's disgusting and it's still here and I'm hoping that within a couple of days it'll be gone, but I still have a spine-racking cough. Yeah, it's pretty bad. And it's just terrible. You guys are going to hear some pretty uh, sharp and random cuts, probably. Yeah, because of me. <laughs> You're welcome. She's going to start coughing. We'll just, when by the time it's done, we'll just start on a completely different topic. So. <laughs> uh, what are you talking about this week? I, you know, I'm talking about something that is... Very serendipitous. Oh. An interesting little synchronicity. Is it laryngitis? Well, it's a an aid oh. uh, for th- kind of things of that matter, and that happened kind of accidentally. <laughs> so uh, I'm talking about Yerba Santa. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Oh, man. Remember the first time yes. we got that? It just blew us away. And it smells like... It smells like amaretto. Oh. That's what I want to talk about. And then I looked it up, and it was completely spot on and i actually tried a little experiment with it oh we just had our first uh cough cut of the evening jeez and i gotta tell you it looks painful so you guys um send some vibes out hopefully by when the time this comes out i don't know what i will even do if i (laughs) i will be furious luckily and i know every everyone's been saying this to you uh and you're probably sick of hearing it but you do kind of sound like phoebe when she got (laughs) When she got her sexy cold. Mass ticket to See? You just... Why you stick on me? I realize how loud of a human being I am. I know it. I, I accept it. And because of that acceptance, this has been a nightmare for me. Uh, I am going to be doing a little divination app. Oh. Getting into uh, a continuance on our scrying episodes. Mm. And I'm going to be talking about something that is fucking fascinating to me. Oil scrying. Oh, neat. Oil gazing. Yeah, I like it. However you want to want to do so. Before we go any further, we have a, a dedicational. We have a little bit of a thank you. Hit the, the Patreon shout out segment. Wow. That's the first time I've moderately been able to hit any kind of notes. I was driving home today, like, singing, like, songs I normally sing that aren't that hard. And it was just like... It was like the sand people in Star Wars. You know, that's what it sounded like. I would like to point out I'm still a little bit pissed off that you can sing pretty well, even when you can't talk. (laughs) So, today's episode is dedicated to the strange case of jewelry. I like that. Strange case of jewelry. Not just a case of jewelry. Strange case of jewelry. 
Is it a strange case? The strange case. The strange case. See, I, 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 it could go two ways because it could be a, a literal case, like a strange case. Uh, this, this is strange. Case. This is a strange case. Or the strange, like, conundrum. The yeah, strange, like the strange case Like of. a Sherlock Holmes thing. Yeah, like, like but it. of jewelry. Of the strange case of jewelry. So thank you, the strange case of jewelry. <laughs> All right, so here's the thing. Here's what's funny about this. It was actually very difficult to find more, like, metaphysical things because so much of this is medical. Oh. Yerba Santa. Interesting, interesting cat. Mm. Interesting little character. Little cat. Yeah. Little interesting cat. I'm a fan of it. Okay, so I'm throwing a scientific name at you that I can't pronounce. Are you ready? This one's particularly (laughs) ridiculous. Is it Latin? Because you know we're good at that. Oh, yes, it is. Oh, boy. It is. Iriodictyon californicium. Dictyon. Iriodictyon. Oh. It sounds like a spaceship. Iriodictyon. Or like a planet. <laughs> so other names <laughs> that people have called it or it's been called is consumptive's weed. Whoa. Mountain balm. As well as California Yerba Santa because I didn't realize that it's really only native mostly to California. Oh. So it's a real sticky plant. A sticky, icky it's plant. Sticky. Now, you say cons- consumptive? Oh, yeah. We're talking oh. tuberculosis. Oh. I got all kinds of shit I'm laying down Baby. for you today. Interesting, interesting history. Give me um, that sticky amaretto Roll that weed. beautiful sticky roll weed that footage. sticky weed footage. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> okay, so it's a super sticky plant, and it um, it has about two to six inch leaves that are kind of um, kind of like fuzzy. And you can see it if you have like a bundle. Are we talking about? <laughs> I mean, you know, it's like two to Is six this inches. Weed we're and kind, you know, it's, it's a little fuzzy. fuzzy. Got some orange strands on you it. You know, it's fine. <laughs> um, and so the kind of there's little furries all over it, and you can see it usually if you have a bundle shut. <laughs> I'm sorry. Little, little, like, fur. <laughs> little furries. Little actual furries in their little tiger <laughs> costumes all over it. Cute. It um and if you have a bundle you can look at it and there are you can see the little fibers all in it you know, so the name the Iriodictyon whatever however you say that actually like translates to woolly net, which the underside of the leaves are very they're they're very netted like there's like a net pattern underneath and hmm. they're also they're fuzzy you know oh, so it's woolly net. woolly net tubular shaped flowers tubular. and the description that I found online. It says that they unfurl like a scorpion's tail. Ooh, eh, I hate everything about it. Okay, <laughs> I hate it. Very poetic, though. Uh, they grow. It's they grow on stalks. Mm. Like, so they just kind of there's little flowers that grow on stalks, um, and they typically bloom late spring, early summer. Oh, it has shallow roots. Uh, it's because it's like a de- it's just like a little shallow, shrubby little plant. We love a good shrub. You know, they're they're medicinal little bastards. You know, every time we talk about it's something, shrub. it's a shrub. Huh. It, it likes these dry, sunny climates. California, eh? Hell yeah. Such as open woodlands and south-facing rocky slopes. It grows as far north as Josephine and Jackson counties in Oregon. Animals don't really love it. <laughs> it's occasionally eaten by mountain goats. Like, if they're... I feeling it, I, I guess. But a mountain goat will eat down I know, anything. and so they'll, like, eat it sometimes. Like, if they're really needing food, like, if it's severe and they need food, black-tailed deer, deer will eat it if they have to. It's not their, it's not, it's not their cuisine of choice. Yeah, they don't just love it. Mm. Yeah. They'll suffer through it. Mm. 
The thing is, though, is that it is a powerhouse for respiratory issues, or at least has been historically. Hmm. It, it's been used for hundreds and hundreds of years to treat respiratory issues, as well as like other things, but that's its bread and butter. In its smoke form? Yeah. And then some. Really, this is one of the most versatile herbs that I've ever seen in my entire life. Huh. It is said to reduce inflammation in the throat, sinuses, and lungs, mm -hmm. and can dry excess mucus in the upper respiratory tract. Oh. Yeah. And you know what's really interesting about the consumptive part of this is when people did develop tuberculosis, it was often recommended to go out to California. Dry Because climates. it's dry and yeah, warm. Yeah, and just so happens this little That's thing where it there. happens to grow. So Spanish priests named the herb holy weed, or holy herb. Hence no. Yerba Santa. Some of these priests got a little lazy with their names. Yeah, I mean, just like just, Palo Santo, it was Hollywood, yeah, very similar. Hollywood. After, and they did so because they were very impressed with its medical uses. Hmm. It has been used by the Chumash and other California native tribes for over hundreds of years. Oh. Um, very rich history with its use for its pulmonary properties, uh, as well as for the treating of surface wounds, hmm. uh, even bruises. Basically, mix a certain amount of the herb, mash it up with water, and pack. It was formally used. I thought this this blew my mind a little bit. So it was formally used as a treatment from 1800 all the way to 1960. Whoa. For conditions such as asthma, bronchitis, bacterial pneumonia, tuberculosis. Uh, this ended in the 1960s due to drug regulations. Whoa. Yeah. And how would they prescribe that? Like, because you think early on it would probably be smoke and well, and that's stuff, but... yeah, that's where I'll, that's where I'll get you. So it, it's really it can you can do so much with this thing. Oh man! It's also it's actually used in the pharmaceutical industry to mask nasty medicine flavors. That makes sense, man. If it tastes like it smells, I'm in. Mm -hmm. I'm about it. So it can be used in a, a smudge, tea, tincture, poultice, liquid extract. So you can actually in health food stores buy like drops of it, like if it's like Ooh. this extract. And for people who also had these lung conditions, they would make a poultice on their chest. Mm. So they would lay them down and make a warm poultice and change it. Like I want to say it was like every hour or something mm -hmm. like that. And it's supposed to soak through your chest and oh. hit your lungs. It sounds, if nothing else, very soothing. Yeah. So unfortunately, though, despite it's like, pretty rich medical history there's not a whole lot of studies on it let's get on that yeah i mean really but there have been a couple and the couple found some real heavy shit mm. two separate studies they each uh one found of course they kind of were able to confirm a little bit of these anti-inflammatory properties that it has just in you know one study mm. um and another study noticed that there were some like anti-cancer or cancer preventative studies mm. to this as well um, I don't know, like, the way that they were administering it, mm -hmm. um, but it was it was just some evidence that was gathered. But there's just not really enough studies out there yeah. about it to gather enough of, you know, evidence to be like, this is this and this is that. So really, with all of that, you know, those are some health benefits. And today, this morning, I didn't know any of that part, you know. I came into my little Zen room and I had to take notes and I woke myself up at 5 a.m. from, like, the I thought that I really thought my brain was going to pop my eyes out. I was coughing so hard. Like, it was horrible. And so I came in here, saw the little Yerba Santo, and was like, you know, I'm going to look that up. Mm. And then immediately found all of this. And I did. I lit it up, and I breathed it in, and, like, just breathed it and breathed it and breathed it. And I didn't cough really today until noon. Hmm. It made a difference for you me. should have some going I on. would say it was placebo. You know, maybe it was. I don't really know how that works. You know, again... 
none of this is like fully completely medically verified, but it did soothe my lungs. It calmed them down mm. along with all of that lung business. Mm. It's, it's a good ass meditation tool. Yeah. It's really good at helping you find your inner being, mm. your inner self. It's a, it's a good spiritual cleanser because of that connection mm. with your inner self. You know, it can just kind of, kind of give you a good cleanse. Um, so not only with meditation, that makes it great for divination. Get your mind right, find your inner self, channel that magic. Mm. This was pretty interesting, and uh, this is my last little thing. I feel like I blew through this. I'm scared that if I don't, I won't be able to speak. A really good tool to use in tandem with sage, Mm. burning together. Hmm. Because sage cleanses your space, your exterior, you know, your rooms, your, your... well, your basanta cleanses your being, you, your oh. inner spirit. So it kind of covers all of your bases. Yeah. So like you get your both going and then you come through with some Palo Santo and just... Oh, just replenish. Oh, baby. With sweet, sweet terpenes. With sweet spirits trapped in the wood. So that's all I have. Very fascinated by it. It was, mm-hmm. a, you know, it's really fun to get a topic because, you know, we research a topic every single week and... It's fun to get one that really, like, when you're researching it, you're like, whoa, wow, yeah. this is crazy, <laughs> you know? And uh, you're, it's just, you're kind of, like, enthralled. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's how I was this morning. It was it was fun. Plus, I found a good pen. Oh, and yeah. I And I think people will know what I mean. Like, because my handwriting is bananas. And so, like, <laughs> and this paper I write on is, like, heavy parchment. It's mm-hmm. recycled cloth, essentially. And so, like, the right pen, it feels like magic. Mesa's lit up her... Your basanta. She's basically has it inside of her mouth. <laughs> Sucking in some healing smoke. Got some tea. Tea. I'm gonna I'm gonna press on. I'm gonna press on with this scrying series. So I'm talking about oil scrying today or oil gazing. When we first were talking about the fire stuff, because the fire was like the most attractive to me, like that I wanted to talk about. Uh, I came across this oil. And I was so, like, I've been intrigued by it ever since reading about it. I have, I know this is not how it works. I know this is not how it works, but I can't help but imagine somebody, like, just trying to stare into a pan of, like, bubbling grease. And they're just like, <laughs> God damn it. And they're, like, trying to look and, like, and it's just popping everywhere. Is this somebody, like, over a fryer at Burger King? And they're just telling me my future. Just trying their hardest. <laughs> uh, you, I guess you kind of could. It's really similar to um, water gazing. It's similar but different. Like all these scrying methods are basically the same. Like you're going to look into something yeah. and, and divine. But I think this is one of the cases where like the, the history behind it is almost more interesting than like the actual like uses today. So just for a bit of background, if you haven't heard the other scrying episodes or if you are unaware, scrying is the ages old act of looking into a medium of your choice there's fire water skin i mean if it exists you can scry with yeah, it yeah i saw that people would oil down yeah. and maybe it was you who told me yeah, we in that episode we yeah. talked about yeah oiling up somebody's body and just looking in it and looking in it and i wanted to reference that a little bit that was episode 17 i picture a really well oiled ass cheek 
and that's what you're you know what at. I literally picture ash cheek every single it's time it's the biggest like you know Thing it's concave to, yeah or it's convex. convex yeah so you look into your your medium of choice and divine in whatever way you choose some people divine to see to actually speak to the divine some people divine to speak to those who have crossed over or just to like get answers think of it kind of like your magic eight ball in in a sense so oil divination is also known as and excuse me for this in advance lacanomancy and it stems from the ancient babylonians so there's evidence to suggest it goes as far back as 2000 BC, so like super duper old, and there's preserved writings that suggest it traveled from Babylon to the Euphrates and then to Egypt. So usually when oil divination is talked about or referenced, it's referenced as like this ancient Egyptian thing. So we're talking like the Fertile Crescent area, like old I mean, time. Yes. Yeah. You know, seriously seriously old um because it it didn't really come to the egypt area until about 200 bc and they say 200 bc to 500 ad so there's that, a there's a big chunk of time i feel like they're taking a little bit too much liberty there. <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's like man if i could do that in my job be like oh it's it's i don't know two grand or uh thirty thousand dollars <laughs> Or, like, describing, like, an assailant, you know, describing someone yeah. to the police. I don't know. He was five foot two, but goddamn, he might have been six, seven. I'm just really he had not sure. Really long hair or a buzz cut. Yeah. And. <laughs> But from a lot of what I saw, people suggested it was more towards that 200 BC area. Anywho, in Babylonian tradition, there was a lot of techniques for this type of scrying. So it wasn't just slapping some oil in in a pan and looking at it. There was all kinds of ways to do this. A lot of these techniques usually involved young children to act as a medium. So you know that whole thing we say about how kids are better connected? More sensitive, yeah. They're more sensitive. They can see and hear and communicate better. However, it is highly debated today uh, about the ethics of using, like, your child to, to do this with. Yeah. Um, and it seems to be a tradition that has been lost to time and is frowned upon today. But still, it's really interesting to see that in this area at this time, all of this scrying was like young children and then they would have a priest or, or somebody see over the ritual, yeah. I guess. So I'm going to read you some of the techniques from this era that are super, super old and have been found in those Greek writings from the 200 BC to 580 yeah. area. Uh, but they're even like even that old ass era is referencing something much, much older. Greek, so. not Egyptian. Yeah, the writing was Greek. So it moved to Egypt around 200 BC, and then it kind of spread out to the surrounding areas. And then finally, the uh, Greeks wrote about it because, like, that's what they, you know, that's what they did. That was their gig. (laughs) In researching and in studying these, I found the same few paragraphs over and over, and it's essentially what I'm going to read to you right now. Uh, But I couldn't find a source. It just seemed everyone said, here's the different kinds of techniques they used and it was word for word the same thing copied and pasted over and over again so i'm just gonna read those and sorry about not including a source please don't sue me uh the first one was the prince or the princess of the thumb and this is when the scryer being the main priest dude or priestess would anoint the forehead and the thumbnail of the subject the child and the shiny thumbnail acted as a mirror in which the scryer would see spirits that's a small target. It's a, I mean, a child's thumbnail 
looking into it and trying to see spirits and then you have and to deal a child to sit still for, that for all of this and then you got to think about children what are they going to do i mean they're gonna be like i see a ghost man you know like <laughs> but uh apparently this was like a very important thing i don't know maybe there was some whipping involved if they told lies oh my god <laughs> sorry just um, some whipping just a little maybe whipping. there was a mild whipping if they got mouthy <laughs> The next one is the Prince of the Hand. And this is where oil was mixed with black soot to make a like a paste. And it was smeared on the hands of oh, the child. And I guess it's glistening like it's shiny. Well, they would use this as a mirror to scry future events. So I almost like a blacked out scrying mirror, I, I yeah. guess. And the oil would make the soot very shiny. Why would they not just put that on something? Why does it have to be on a hand? On a child's hand. Everything they did was like super connected to these young children because I think they they were using them as medium yeah, you know i true. mean it was they were as much involved i think in this ritual as the oil itself gotcha. so all of these you know prince of the hand prince of the thumb and the next one i talk they're all specific to the outcome they're trying so if you're doing the princess of the thumb where you dip it in oil and look at it in a mirror that's to see spirits mm -hmm. if you're doing the prince of the hand with the with the black paste on your hand that's to see future events and the next one was the princess or prince uh it's both ways of the cup and oil would be used to coat the inside of a cup and then the cup was just like tipped over on its side to be used as a concave uh magic mirror to capture and magnify the light of a candle that was fixed on its inner rim there are easier ways to do this i mean man <laughs> also this all just seems very not fire safe <laughs> Just yeah. slathering a cup with oil and sticking a candle in it. But that was kind of a combination between oil scrying and fire scrying and uh, how the light would flicker off. And then I guess maybe cast on the wall or something. It's just all so specific and strange. Yeah. I'm picturing, so like, you know, in the Big Lebowski, <laughs> you know, Julianne Moore's eccentric, weird ass yeah. character. It's yeah. like, this is what I picture them doing. Like, yeah. Like her and her weird giggling oh, friends. Oh, no. If you're going to do it, you have to slather your hand with soot and oil. And then one like... of them would giggle a lot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like, that's what I'm picturing. The nihilist. No, Donnie, these men are cowards. <laughs> My favorite line. Uh, all right. In addition to these very specific parents and princess forms of child scrying, <laughs> um... <laughs> So a lot of times you'll mix water with your oil, and I'll get more into that later. But the type of water you use depends on what you're what you're gonna see. If you want to talk to gods and goddesses, then you would use rainwater. Oh, I, I get that. That mm -hmm. makes sense to me. If you want to talk to terrestrial gods, then you'd use seawater. Gods that yeah, kind of rule over Earth, yeah, and, like and certain land. Things, Whereas rain yeah. would be more of like a heavenly body yeah. type kind of thing. And lastly, and this is so fucking dope, if you want to call on the souls of the dead, use spring water. Which... I, was, I thought you were going to be like swamp water. <laughs> use the thickest mud you can find. Use spring water. Makes sense. Comes from the ground. Mm. I come from yeah. deep in the earth. Yeah, like a rotting dead body. Yum. <laughs> I want to touch on divining with oil and water because a lot of this is actually done with water, which was super interesting because I kind of thought, like, why not just use water if you're going to do it? Like, why go yeah, through the trouble? And why not just use oil? Or like... why not just, yeah, use one or the other, but, like, why are they, why are they different? So apparently the answer lies in 
the level of viscosity. That's what I'm wondering, because they separate from mm-hmm. each other. So I'm curious if maybe that's why, or... Water's going to have a different ripple pattern or mm. whatever it, than an oil will. And you can also do a lot more with oil than than water, because if you put a certain amount of drops of oil into the water, it's going to settle in different patterns. So that is mostly how they kind of ask these questions. And different amounts, like different drops would mean different things. So... To expand on that, if you were asking about love, you would add two drops of the oil. Uh, If you were asking about business or money, you would add three drops of oil to water. And if you were asking about domestic issues or fertility, it would be four drops, right? This comes in the ancient Etruscan tradition. So if the oil that you just dropped in, if it all stayed into like one collection, if it made one little piddle of oil, then that means your answer was yes or or a positive answer of some kind. If it separates and doesn't kind of find its way back to each other in a quick manner, if it's all separates, then it would be a negative outcome. Uh, And that's a really, really simple way of doing it. Like, I need to ask about love. That's two drops. Drip, drip. Oh, they stayed together. It's a good, it's Mm. good. Mm -hmm. And I guess with that, it would be a very small amount of water Mm. and and oil. Other cultures would actually coat the entire surface of the water with oil. And then they would... This is funny. They would strike the surface of it, which is just like slapping a pot of oil. (laughs) Or they would toss things into it and divine the images that uh, it would take afterwards. Mm. Others would coat silver vases or even the blades of knives. And they would watch the way uh, the light of a candle or even the moon would reflect. I wonder if you can do that, like, with if you have a bonded to you, Athame. Oh, probably. Ooh. I'm just picturing, like, the candle reflecting in a knife and just showing you some really cool shit. I would actually really like to try that with the Athame that you got for, for me. So here are some ways to divine and the meanings as people do it today in our current time. Get you some water, get you some oil, pour in a little bit less oil than water. So it's not like completely covering the top. And it will tell you some things in a few different ways. So if the oil that you pour in breaks into many small droplets and kind of scatters across the surface, money is coming. Oh. (laughs) If it spreads all over the water in a thin layer, even though you poured in like just a little bit under what should be able to cover the whole area, then that means troubles are ahead. Mm. A celestial shape, such as a star or a moon in the oil, is the highest, one of the highest signs of fortune. Yeah, I believe that, because that seems really hard to do. Like a moon shape? (laughs) Yeah. Or like a perfect star? Yeah. (laughs) Uh, um, If the oil forms a ring, the answer is yes, to whatever question you've asked. If it divides, then the answer is no. That's funny from, like, a vague standpoint because oil and water don't mix. So I like to imagine it's always just, like, no. No. Whatever nah, it is. Nah. I think it's, like, if you pour it in and then it, like, finds, like, yeah. two, becomes two different puddles. But I, I like if, like, if it separates from the water at all. At all. The answer is no. And oh. <laughs> and then we did talk about it on one of our previous episodes about the practice of skin oiling. Mm, look at that ass cheek. We got big, beefy ass cheek. Mm. I couldn't really find, you know what was really crazy about this is I tried, I scoured trying to find more information because I we read it before. Yeah. Like it was out there, but I could not find a lick of information about it oh, again. Oh, shit. I just remember I re-listened to that episode 
we're talking about like what a crazy like intimate act that is. it would be yeah you're almost like sharing in the energy of somebody and else, i think that's know? like if i remember correctly that's the whole point is you're supposed to kind of it's it's like a, a soul bonding activity yeah. almost and uh it's very organic and it's living breathing creature yeah. not just that cold slab of whatever yeah speaking of cold slab of whatever oh <laughs> I have to talk about this little last bit that I found. In my efforts to find skin oiling, I ran across this video about how people will use uh, a certain type of oil gazing as like a banishing practice. Mm -hmm. Um, And also some people refer to it as a low level light therapy, uh, which I'm not very well versed in, but it was super interesting. And here's what I found. I watched this video. You're going to want to get you an oil lamp. Okay. And five wicks. Oh, shit. And use some sesame oil or whatever oil that you would buy that would burn. I'm going to put this here. God damn it. Be fucking careful. Yeah, don't burn your house down. Because at one don't point. Don't use bacon grease. Don't use bacon grease. Don't use anything super. It's, please be fucking careful. I'm so worried that somebody's going to try this and burn their house down. There is even a point where you're going to pour more oil into the lamp. Oh, Jesus. So just if you don't trust Do yourself. This outside in a pile of sand. Have some uh have an extinguisher near you okay that's my disclaimer put just enough of that oil into the lamp to light the five wicks uh what i'm saying here is leave room for more oil to to come in a very small amount of oil so while that is burning you're going to get you a small metal plate and this is again a metal plate that you only use for this ritual pour in some of the sesame oil enough to coat the entire surface of this circle or or square plate and then you're going to look into the oil for three minutes Mm. all you're going to do is feel the this mirror this oil like pulling past traumas and darkness just being absorbed by this oil for three minutes then you take the oil from the plate you pour it into the burning oil lamp that's already going and you just allow it to all burn away and you wash your little plate with soap and water and you put it to the side and you allow this shit to burn up that's why you want to use a very small plate and like a small amount of oil that you begin with because you're not trying to have a oil lamp going all fucking day but it's just gonna burn up and it's gonna go out into the ether and then you're you're cleansed you're done you're done and it's not technically fire divination but it or it's not technically oil divination but it is a form of oil gazing which was extremely interesting and to wrap up my little sag here i've got a recipe for some divination oil that you could use should you want to do the skin oiling or should you want to do the thing where you drop different amounts of drops in and and see what happens i have your carrier oil if you are using this on skin don't put this on raw add to it two drops of lavender one drop of rose, one drop frankincense, and two drops of sandalwood. Oh, yeah. All of that. <laughs> I just want to put that on my body. I want because... that. I want to do, I want somebody to do like skin divination oiling on me so yeah. like I can just have like, I just want to lay there and smell it and it's it. like y'all can just stare at me but I'm just gonna smell divine what you need but I'm just gonna wear it like perfume yeah that's well, what I would do I chose these oils because they all have a very high frequency yeah they and, do or they connect in some way to like a higher spiritual realm yeah so they're gonna help you in that divination process yeah all and of those together that's a powerhouse that's concoction. a powerhouse light you some yerba santa and oh, you're blast off get you some black sage going macy yes we've got that review and this is from lacy d 530 
It doesn't get much better than this. Wow. That's that's a good compliment. That's high. Yeah. She says, I absolutely love this podcast. The content, the content is educational. I tripped up on educational because I was like, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> the content is educational and easy to understand. While the hosts are hilarious, genuine, and down to earth, I feel so full of myself reading that. Yeah. If you're looking for a podcast that feels like exploring the world of witchcraft with your best friends, then this one is for you. Keep up the amazing work, ladies. Lacey D 530. Very sweet. Very sweet. Thank you so much. We have socials. You know why? Why? Because we're social people. (laughs) Well, my moon is is in cancer, so I mean, I'm not really that social. (laughs) So are you ready for it? I am ready for it. All right. We have an email. One email. One. Just one. Just one. And if you want to send just one email to our just one email, particularly spooky stories, because you guys. Oh, fuck, dude. We haven't even mentioned it. Next fucking episode. On the next episode. Oh, yeah. The WBH podcast. Oh, we're getting spooky. Someone will die. We are getting We are also on Instagram. We're getting better at posting again after a little bit of a hiatus with no real purpose or cause. Well, the holidays. Let's throw it in there. (laughs) At Witch Bitch Amateur Hour. We're on Twitter at A Bitch Hour. Facebook at Witch Amateur Hour. And we are on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash WBAH podcast. We have a P.O. Box. P.O. Box. Uh, You can send mail to P.O. Box. 865 Canton, Texas, 75103. Oh my God, it's completely vanishing. It's really, yeah, I'm having to like cram it in. Before we go, we have a little thing called the Pagan Pop-Up that we Uh, want to talk about. What a blast. You probably heard us talk about it. You probably saw us blast it all over social media. We went to the first ever Pagan Pop-Up in Denton. Put on by Horror Freak, Marrow and Moss, and Brew House. I had the best day. It was so good. First and foremost, we met a handful of you guys. Oh, yeah. And I want to say hello, and I'm not going to, we're not blasting out names. You know who you are, and thank you very much, and everyone was so lovely, and I felt well, I wanted to sit there and talk to everybody all day I long. know, I know, I know. It was so hard not to. Even better. They found each other before we got there. We got there a little late. That was... Yeah, we did. But um, we didn't re- actually realize how far away it was from my place because we're dumbasses yeah, and didn't look at amateurs. it. But we got there about an hour later than we wanted to. Uh, but the, you, they found each other. Yeah. And they just like hung out for a bit, which that is so fucking... That was really, really cool. And as we're sitting here talking, Mace, it's funny. We're both in our screen printed t-shirts. Oh, my God. With artwork by the amazing Morgan over at Marilyn Moss. Oh my god! I, do you know I have been so proud wearing this shirt. All yeah, day you today. know, I mean, I, this is probably the fourth time I've worn it since then. <laughs> and we're also both wearing our new pieces from Kyler Jewelry. Oh yeah. Which so many of you guys went, even even the guys that we didn't, even those of you who we didn't get to say hi to. So many people went over to Kyler Jewelry and told Colleen, "Hey, we heard about you from the Waba podcast." Yeah, no, that blew me away. That just blew me. I know. It was so good. I mean, so, so many other completely talented people were there. And it would basically just be me listing all of the vendors yeah. <laughs> to mention everyone who was who was fantastic. But we, um, you know, we never want to go like crazy about materialism, you know, and like do this so you can buy this from such yeah, and such. But it is wonderful to support yes. local, you know, local brilliant mm-hmm. artists. 
it's just a great day and there was some primo cajun food oh baby i forget who did the food it was called later gator later gator oh they had a food truck come out and we got some beignets i had boudin fried boudin balls oh, which were out of this world and lyra had some banging etouffee that's right it was so good i i guess they're in the denton area i don't know but check them out if you're up there get some of that because it's fucking dope and those palo santo coats they're my new obsession i mean really they are special they're very very yeah good. those came from the blue lotus shop and they are wonderful that's also mm. where my yerba santa came and um it burns great i mm-hmm. love it so yeah that was a good find that's the first time that i'd seen of that business and I, it's just oh my god those collins it burns so smooth and i i hit up moonlight's apothecary can we talk about jordan for moonlight i am so in awe of her it's not even the way she talks about her product she's like i made this in accordance to like the moon schedule she is a witch she's a witch she's a real witch exhausts me because like she seems like she is dawn to dusk busting her ass i I imagine that she is she seems like she works hard and so much energy is going into can you imagine yeah yeah like the quality of it like i had i got this bar of soap it was ganesha Mm and uh how's that we didn't talk it's about it's wonderful that. oh my oh, god good. it's wonderful i shaved with it and every nice. time i shave i usually break out and like a razor but it didn't happen and but this this lotion which bitch it's called witch bitch yeah like oh my god it's my and i'm not a big lotion person oh i am but baby. it has like it's changed me and this is it, this is all not sponsored by no <laughs> i just think that everybody i think these people are fantastic uh and they deserve all the recognition and i put some of that lotion on she had some testers out i know lira and i both put the lotion on but we didn't get it but on the car ride later uh, yeah you'll smell it we kept getting whiffs of it and not in an overbearing way no but just like a you can tell it is a high quality product yeah. kind of way yeah and both lira and i were like shit oh man should have got it i was like the first when we got in from it i like took it out of shipton and i was like charlie figured how to open this thing because i'm like <laughs> i need it <laughs> and everybody was there and i wish we could just run down this whole big line of, of people uh luckily i don't think we'll have to there is a new witchy bazaar 420 baby it's, it's 420 baby aside from witchiness i had never been to the armadillo ale house that place was tits it man. was so I loved cool. it. I, I'm a huge fan of um, people who can take a small p- space and utilize it very well. Not an inch was wasted. Mm. We got the uh, the pleasure and the privilege to talk to Wendy and Bear over from RDO Artisanals. Thank you. They were just telling us how busy it was. Yeah. You know, and I, I'm sure they were exhausted. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, she got a chance to sit down. We ran into her outside as it was kind of mm-hmm. closing down. She was just having a moment. And we were just like, this is the first time you've sat down. Yeah. And she was like, yeah. <laughs> well, and it's just like because Wendy is so, oh, my God. She will take, even if it's as busy as it can be, she will take five, ten minutes yeah. and talk to you and explain to you how things work. And that takes a lot out of you. Yeah. You know, and doing that all day long because she does it with conviction. She mm-hmm. does it because she cares. So, I mean, it's like having those conversations all day as well as working mm-hmm. and running your business, she had to have been absolutely, all of them yeah. had to have been exhausted. Yeah. However, I am glad to see it. Yeah. Oh, yes. Because it, it, it just means, and I mean, guys, even though this was Denton and this is where a college is and a very kind of artsy college. Oh, yeah. Very. UNT is at. So, yeah, we were probably seeing a bigger amount of people because of the area it was in. But, guys, if, they, if this can happen in Texas. Yeah. Then... 
this is just a sample portion of what's going on everywhere. And, and that's very heartwarming. It's to very know. good. So anyway, I think that's that might be all we've got for you. I need to go eat lasagna. I think we're going to go eat some lasagna. This has been the should we do our old school closeout? Yeah, we haven't done that. We haven't. I'm feeling it. This has been the witch. No, bitch. Amateur. Yeah.